Welcome to the Day Hiker's Guide to Reality, a podcast for those who want to get out into nature and build camaraderie through storytelling. Uh, today's episode is about nature photography and catching the right shot. Joining me today is Steph, the owner of the Steph Photo Company. She started out as a social worker and she decided to chase her passion. And I'll let her tell you a little bit more about who she is. Hi, I'm Steph. I'm a photographer based in Michigan and North Carolina. Um, I love taking pictures of weddings and elopements, engagement sessions, families. Um, also going back to school to become a nurse. So hey, that is well. Uh, so a lot going on. Yeah, you seem pretty busy. How's life so far during this COVID time? It's been interesting. Definitely a lot of change. Some good, um, some a little bit more challenging, but figuring it all out. Yeah. So I met Steph at a friend's wedding in 2018, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I started following her photography afterwards. And let me tell you, the photos are amazing. If you have a chance right now, go to www.stephmurray.com and check it out. She has a really awesome ability to capture the moment and use the environment to accent the person. And it's, it's pretty wonderful. So, Thanks. Steph. I want to know what makes a good photo. For me, a good photo comes from emotion. So I used to live and photograph in Indiana. um, And I might be a little bit biased since I am from Michigan, but it was a little bit more challenging in Indiana to find some unique locations. Like it might be in... Colorado or Michigan or um, on the East Coast. So I learned how to try and elicit emotions from people to create a really beautiful photo. That's amazing. I mean, looking at some of your photos, you know, before we started talking today, you really do. You get that DeShane smile. It looks like a lot of fun. Thanks. That's one of my goals as well is just to make sure people are having fun, laughing, telling jokes, being their most most natural selves. Yeah. As you noted firsthand in your website, uh, you know that photography is an art and it's personal for everyone. So that's really cool that you you take that that philosophy and you put it into your artwork. So yeah, I try. (laughs) Good. So I read on your website, you're also you prefer beaches over mountains. What's the allure of the beaches? I am just pulled to the beach. I always have been. Um, Growing up, that's where we went for vacations, so that helped. I do appreciate and acknowledge the beauty of the mountains. I've been able to photograph weddings in Breckenridge, Colorado, and Asheville, North Carolina, um, and a couple of other different places. And I definitely think the mountains are gorgeous, but the waves, the, the ocean, the sea, they make me feel things that the mountains just don't, which I'm sure you can relate to because I think you feel the same thing about the mountains compared to other things. Um, But yeah, I just love the salt water, everything about, I love surfing. I love getting into the water and I love being able to incorporate that, incorporate that into pictures with people. Perfect. Perfect. So when you're out there, 
we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but you know, just seeing the nature shot isn't always just appealing. Sometimes you want to see the people involved. How do you capture that moment? What do you do? What do you look for? You know, lighting wise, angle wise. That's a good question. Lighting is definitely one of the most important things. Um, you can't. It's really hard to get a good picture if the lighting's harsh or off. Um, it's possible, but difficult. Um, so definitely trying to gear towards the lighting. Um, and then, like I said, the emotion and trying to make sure people are feeling comfortable. But I really love being able to incorporate the people in the environment. So taking all of those wide shots and being able to tell the whole entire story about what's going on around them is really important to me with my work. I'm working on trying to get more close-up pictures. That's one of my challenges that I'm, I'm um, especially with COVID, getting close enough in people's business and things like that. <laughs> um, not as natural to me as getting the environment and the people in it. It's an ongoing process. We're always learning. We're always growing. So I'm glad that you're you're taking steps forward to try something new. I think that's going to open up so many different possibilities, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. I get bored really, really easily. So <laughs> learning new techniques and learning new ways to uh, make a gorgeous photo is really fun. Yeah. Now, can you explain a little bit more? What what does harsh lighting mean for people who, you know, might just take pictures and then later realize that wasn't the, you know, that's not what I saw with my eye, you know, that, that doesn't look the same. What, what does that mean? Sure. And it's a little bit different with an iPhone compared to um, a DSLR uh, camera. But I like taking pictures at sunrise or that golden hour. So that hour right before sunset. And a lot of people kind of get confused about that. They say, what time is sunset? We should meet at that time, right? But it's actually, we have to meet like the hour before sunset. So we are able to get that light leading into sunset. Um, and those create really soft, gorgeous photos. The colors are a little bit softer and more beautiful. Um, it doesn't mean you can't get a picture at a high noon, um, high sun day. Um, it's just going to be a little bit more difficult. There's going to be more harsh shadows. People are going to be squinting more. Um, another, I'm sure you've heard a lot of people say, oh, photographers love cloudy days, um, overcast days. And that does make it a lot more easy to take a good photo or take um, a more simple photo, in my opinion. Um, a lot of people love those dreary days and um, you kind of get to elicit some more moodiness. Um, and it's just a little bit easier. You can take it at any time of the day, but I really love the sun. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And being able to play with that light. Yeah. Have you ever uh, been able to take any photos during the blue hour? Oh, the blue hour is fun too, fun too, especially when there's a full moon. That's really fun. Oh, awesome. What's so what yeah. is the what is so if the the golden hour is kind of softer light, what what makes the blue hour a little bit different? Are you is there a reason it's, you know, more blues and pinks and purples? Why is that? That's a great question. You should ask a meteorologist. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if there was like a, a lingo for it. There is. There's probably a really great scientific reason, and I don't. I don't know. You've stumped me on that question. But um, yeah, the sun goes down, and you just have this blue glow. And um, if you have that moon, you have a little bit more light on people's faces, and you're able to see a little bit better. So. It's, it's really beautiful. And I know shooting in the mountains is a little bit different too than shooting at sea level. Um, the sun goes behind the mountains and you have to kind of play with it a little bit there too. So 
just about experimenting. It's an art. Um, a lot of people ask if I went to school for photography. Um, that's kind of a controversial um, topic sometimes too. Um, when you go to school for an art, it's just to me a little bit, you're being taught what is right and wrong. What are the rules? When if you really think about it in all reality, there aren't rules hard black and white you don't have to follow them it's following your art and your passion there are certain things that'll make your photo look a little more professional a little bit more um you know that lighting trick shooting at golden hour things like that but overall it's what you think is gorgeous it's you know in the eye of the beholder i, I suppose no i love that i mean a lot of people feel like they have to pursue a degree in the art that they want to perform that they want to uh, execute but as you said it's art should just be something you can make it should you know again there shouldn't be constraints on it why put borders up when you know who cares what somebody who's you know studied this and done this for 50 plus years thinks you know if other people like it that's what matters yeah and especially with the invention of youtube you can find a lot of what you need to know if you're looking to shoot and a certain technique or, um, you know, just make your photo look a certain way. There's almost always a free YouTube channel. Um, and I'm not saying I obviously value college and, you know, higher education. Um, you should definitely pursue it if you're if you want to. Um, but I wish I would have gotten an education um, at school for like um, maybe business or um marketing things like that to help you if you want to make your photography into a money-making business <laughs> oh yeah monetizing it, it's hard too i mean think about that back when you were 18 you they were like oh go 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 what are you gonna be what are you gonna be and then you just <laughs> you pull the trigger on something and you're like oh oh this is what it's like to work with you know a lot of people at once uh sure. so i mean again it, it yeah i don't know i i think yeah Personally, I, I wish I, w you know, hmm. no, we won't get in that, uh, <laughs> but no, you're, you're bringing up great stuff and you're even segueing into something that we've already kind of touched based on. But I sent you an article from, uh, well, an opinion piece from two years ago regarding how all Instagram photos are starting to look the same. You, you mentioned that you have an opinion on that or a, uh, a thought on that, I should say. What was that thought? Because again, it's true. You go to, so Dragon's Tale. Dragon's Tail is a hike outside of Leavenworth, Washington, and it's this—it's uh, right over um, Colchuck Lake, and it's this big, um, like half pyramid with some uh, bumps on the top of it. And everybody takes the same exact photo from the same rock in the middle of the lake, and it's so interesting because the lighting always looks the same, the way that people edit the picture—it looks the same. And you'll see this—you'll see that same exact picture. It makes you wonder. Are people like stealing somebody's photo? But then in reality, you're like, oh, wait, there's some larches over there. So it's a different season. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of components. That article was really interesting. I totally agree. I think all photos are starting to look the same. And if you're like myself, who follow a lot of photographers, you really start to think, oh, there's not much new <laughs> newness new creative things in this in this world right now you can kind of get into that rut but there's a couple of things there um a couple months ago i was taken on a hike 
in Asheville, North Carolina with a couple to do some photos in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And it was, it took my breath away. Like I said, I'm definitely more of an ocean person. So when I got up there and I started kind of crying and just feeling super emotional, it really took me by surprise. It was so spectacular, but I know that hundreds, if not thousands of people, photographers have photographed there before. Um, but for me, it was the first time I'd ever experienced it. And it was the first time this couple would ever get photos in this location. So how cool for them that they now have these photos in this location that might look the same as hundreds and or thousands of other photos, but it's the first time for them that they're able to get this photo with their dogs and each other and print it on their wall and have it to show their grandchildren and their friends that come over to their home and things like that. For them, it's gonna be forever new and forever beautiful. But yeah, for the masses, for people on Instagram, they're gonna say, oh yeah, I've seen people in that same exact spot, whatever. So you can kind of look at it two different ways. Instagram and photography is definitely, to me, in my opinion, become a little bit of a social media influencer type job which is why I'm moving towards having a different full-time job nursing so that I can use photography on the side um, as my passion and just as like a side hustle, a side project. Uh, social media influencing isn't my passion. If it is other people's, that's awesome, but it can get a little bit overwhelming to see the same picture and feel a little uninspired by that. But on the other hand, you follow some of these incredible, amazing photographers like the Hearns and Annie Graham and India Earl. And I know they've worked really, really hard to research these hikes and go on these really difficult high level hikes and take these incredible jaw dropping photos. And they're talking really all about maintaining this gorgeous environment and honoring it and respecting it. And so, I don't know. It, it, it has a different element. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're. Uh, it's wonderful. And again, I totally agree. I mean, you've yeah. included those people forever in that moment, and I think that makes yeah. the photo different in itself. I mean, we're we're all different. You know, we're not going to be replicated, and that's going to be a picture of that family, their pet. That's going to be a happy memory to look back on, and as you said, share with their family. Sure. You know, I kind of wish I kind of wish Instagram had done away with the likes in the past. You know, they had talked about yeah. that for a long time and it would be interesting. It would be interesting to see how many people would just do it for the sake of posting beauty in the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or just do it for themselves. Like I sometimes just use Instagram as kind of a scrapbook. So um, it's kind of great to look back on and say, oh, wow, I, I remember when I went there and I remember the way I felt. And I remember feeling so emotional and being able to see those mountains for the first time ever, even though thousands of people have taken that exact same photo. Does it really matter when you know, it meant something a lot. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to this couple that I'm serving and able to provide this service for. I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting. It's a, yeah, it's a moment forever printed on paper. Yeah, who cares about the lights? <laughs> right, right. Interesting. What do you think the next advancement in photography will be? Do you think that they'll get to a point where they're like, hey, we got it's not like scratch and sniff, but like smelly photos. So you can capture that smell <laughs> that you had. <laughs> <laughs> no.
No, I think video. I think video is becoming the new the new thing, and um, you know all these video uh, video bloggers. And I, I think it's really cool being able to see in the life of someone else. It, it, one of my friends goes on these really long three month long hikes, and he blogs them through video. And I love being able to follow him, and that's cool. And um, or being able to follow someone's daily life with their kids in their house. It's so interesting. We get to see inside of these people's lives and. That's becoming so big now. It is interesting. And it is. It's almost like things go in cycles. Because I think about like home videos. I remember when my uncle got his first video camera, like one of the big beefy ones. And now it's like in our hand that we can do all this stuff. Um, (laughs) But I think about that frequently, like how that's even evolved. It's like it went from home videos to like now you said, one minute clips of what's going on in everybody's everyday life. And it is really interesting. Yeah, it makes you wonder what's next. Definitely. And you also have to make sure you're doing something, whether it's printing your photos or creating that video that you can view every single year with your kids going forward. Um, I'm really guilty of, I have 40,000 photos that I've taken on my iPhone (laughs) and there's no way that all of them mean something to me. So definitely getting better about using your photos to make you happy, to spark joy is really important. Perfect. How would you print those out i mean obviously use a printer if you had an awesome shot and you really you know wanted to say hey this is going to be the centerpiece of this room then that you know it's a it's my guest room i'm going to bring people here and i want them to enjoy this photo how would you recommend printing that out i've seen a lot of those wood stained ones now where they use like the uh the um oh my gosh i'm blanking on what that stuff's called right now the putty not the putty whatever yeah how would you recommend like saving that forever for everybody else to admire I think just printing nice big photos of (laughs) probably professionally impossible. I mean, that's a plug for professional photographers. Try to print them through your professional photographer. That's always really helpful and you'll get a better quality picture. But I don't know, any way you can do it. I know that what Shutterfly or those big companies now make those books. Um, I was doing a learning, a clinical in a nursing home um, the other day and I these a lot of these people have not have lost their memories um, and especially with COVID there you can just tell there's really really low energy in the place because they haven't been able to see or feel people that they love even if they don't remember who they are you can tell there's just you know something missing right so cool thing that I've been able to do is pick up these like little photo books and they're not high quality right they're just made from someone probably five bucks whatever but you can see just some life coming back into these people's eyes when I open up this book and they don't remember their names they don't remember anything, but they recognize these faces and these memories and these emotions and I think that was just a really cool way photography can be used whether that's in your future a picture of a hike that you've done or a picture you know of a friend that you spent a lot of time with whoever it was being able to spark that emotion that you felt in that moment is super cool and yeah we should yeah it resonates deeply obviously yeah photography is is i'm so it's just so awesome (laughs) i'm glad i'm so grateful for it so has it always been a passion then I, looking back, yeah, I've always just been that person with the digital camera. Um, I got my first camera. I was living in Indiana. My car was stolen <laughs> in the middle of the day. I was getting my hair cut. 
and it was stolen and the insurance company paid me out. I was a social worker at the time. So that, that, that cash was woo, like, it was just something I hadn't seen before. And I just really felt pulled towards spending it, investing it on something that I was, I don't know, being pulled towards, which was a camera. And I got my camera, my first camera and started taking pictures of my clients with social work. I couldn't show anyone because of HIPAA and um, all those rules, but those parents were so excited to see these pictures of their kids printed out and in a higher quality than what they could have you know, ever afforded at the time. And my coworkers started noticing and started having me take their pictures of their kids. And it kind of rolled into finding someone who was able to mentor me with weddings and, you know, it just grew and I just was really excited about it. So, wow, out of misfortune came a whole path. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So there's cool. always something good that comes out of something bad. So, yeah, yeah, give and take. I mean, you know, if you can find the positive angle, life's exactly. not bad. Yeah, I think COVID is really also teaching us photographers too that we're able to do these more intimate small weddings and focus on the couple and how they're feeling on the day of their wedding. And um, a lot of photographers also are using this opportunity to take people on gorgeous hikes and in gorgeous environments and doing elopements instead of these big 200 people weddings. And I think that's really cool too, as long as we're all being kind and you know, gentle to the environment and making sure we're not leaving any trace. It's, it's a really cool thing to be able to, yeah, to be able to do. Awesome. I saw that you picked up surfing. How's that been? It is the hardest thing I've ever done in my, my whole life. I'm really athletic. I uh, do CrossFit. I play volleyball, basketball, but surfing's the hardest sport I've ever done. Harder than snowboarding. I love to snowboard, but um, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's humbling too. Like you are, you ha you don't, you can't own the waves. You have to work with the waves. You have to become friends with the waves and nature is just so powerful and cool. And oh, it's a good reminder when you're surfing. It's poetic. I mean, you know, you yeah. just described, have you, okay, this is again, kind of nerdy, but have you ever read <laughs> the Iliad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the only person that Alexander was not able to overcome was Lake, uh, sorry, the River Salamander. And it was that kind of that, that was the whole point of adding that piece is that you can't ever fight nature. You have to work with nature or you're just going to lose. So that's, uh, I, I find that poetic that, you know, surfing, it, it embodies that concept. Oh, yeah. It's so awesome. And then to like look and see dolphin, you know, you see a fin and you're like, all right, wait, what was that? Okay, it's dolphins. It's just dolphins. And you see them jumping and playing and you're just out in the middle of the ocean. It's it's incredible. It's awesome. Have, have you seen sharks? No, nope. uh, just on a, I was on a pier and I saw a really beautiful shark um, pass by. But they're really, um, I got hooked up with a surfer down there who's been teaching me and he's so awesome. And he's like, sharks are just another reminder that the environment is working it's the ecosystem is working um they're typically not aggressive and they're not really a, a huge thing to be super fearful of it's more of the jellyfish and the riptide <laughs> the jellyfish and the riptide yeah you have to kind of watch out for but yeah it's awesome unusual suspects okay cool yeah yeah so the photography has given me the opportunity to go to different places and try different things i'm super grateful it's awesome perfect 
Perfect. Okay. So lighting matters. Avoid harsh lighting. Avoid harsh um, lighting. And really just try to chase that feeling. Try to chase that emotion. You know, is it just about finding a finding something that speaks inside of you, resonates. How how do you, how do you know when it's that moment? It's a gut it's a gut feeling. I remember with one wedding I wasn't able to plan portrait locations beforehand and I just kind of like started walking with the bridal party and we ended up finding this incredible wall with the ivy and gorgeous lighting coming through and I don't know it it always works out you just have to look for the beauty and there's beauty everywhere the universe has a special way of giving us what we need exactly so Steph, while you're out and about, you know, you're at the beach, you're surfing, or you're you're hiking with the wedding party to find that perfect shot, uh, what is your 11th essential? What do you bring with you? I made a list because I couldn't think of it at first. So I made a list of the 10 essentials in photography and, you know, lenses and my flashes, and my bodies and memory cards and all that type of stuff. And um, honestly, I... I I feel like the it's going to be a little bit cheesy, but just having a really good attitude because um, you really never know on a wedding day. It's it's you can't reschedule. Um, one time I was in Chicago and it was pouring rain and in, in the 30s or 40s and it was honestly quite miserable. Um, but I just was like, no, guys, this is gorgeous. This is perfect. I love it. Like, this is amazing. This is the best day to have this wedding is today. Um, and the couple was really grateful for that after, you know, it was really kind of hard for them on the day of, but afterwards they're like, you kept us going. Like that was just so amazing. So I think just being able to, again, find beauty anywhere and have a good attitude about it is going to be your 11th essential as a, a wedding photographer and probably, you know, an elopement photographer too. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you really bring that positive energy everywhere you go. So that's amazing. Thanks. I try. <laughs> Hey, hey, it doesn't even seem like you're trying. So that's awesome. You're just doing. So that is all we have for today, Steph. Thank you for joining us again. Find Steph at www.stephmurray.com or at her Instagram and check out her work. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for checking out today's episode of the Day Hiker's Guide to Reality, a podcast for those who want to get out into nature and build camaraderie through storytelling. Be sure to check out Steph's work on Instagram at StephPhotoCo. As always, tell your friends, tell your family about the Day Hiker's Guide to Reality. They can listen for free on Spotify or wherever they listen to podcasts. As always, I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I hope you tune in next week. Hope you all are well. Catch you later.